Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Coached by Dan podcast. I hope we're all keeping very, very well. Now, really quickly, before we get into this episode today with Paul, if you're listening to this on the 29th of October when it's come, when it's actually come out, uh, yesterday I opened up three coaching slots to begin with me in the month of November. These slots are incredibly limited. You know, uh, I'm taking on no more than three clients. So if you are interested in coaching, if you feel like from a coaching point of view, I can kind of help you work towards the goals you really want to work towards and make you the happiest, healthiest, most confident version of yourself by achieving your dream body and developing a killer mindset, please get in touch. Head over to www.coachbadan.com and send me a message with the subject line being November Coaching. Um, DM me on Instagram at coachbadan or just send an email me danreespersonaltraining at gmail.com and we're good to go from there. Now, coaching plugs aside, absolutely fantastic episode today. Today, I'm talking with Mr. Paul Norton. Paul is a client of mine online. Uh, started working with Paul about four months ago, and Paul is a fantastic lad himself. From a coaching point of view, he's one of the very few with his head's well and truly screwed on. Um, we have a great chat today on a number of topics, so many I've even lost track. We, we had an actual topic set out for the podcast. But we didn't actually touch on it. It was just pure an hour-long chat of just shooting the shit. And in my opinion, that makes for a much better listen. So whether you're out for a walk, you're in bed, chilling out, you're just chilling around your house, um, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the podcast. Chat soon. Paul, you are extremely welcome to the podcast. How are you getting on? That's about how's Dan doing today? Dan is, as we said, Dan's very sleepy. Dan <laughs> um it's been a long time coming i've wanted i've i've it's been like four or five weeks now i'm like oh shit i should get paul on the podcast it'll be a good crack and then like do you ever think it was, it's my thought process really like wednesday I'll, I'll ask paul if he's come on the podcast thursday come up okay it's too late i need to record a podcast now i'll ask him next week it'll be thursday next week okay i need to record a podcast now i'll do a solo one and then last week i did a fucking like client podcast now i'm like okay i actually need to get him on we fucking crack on with it now so <laughs> we're finally fucking here anyway it's quite hard even yeah it's quite hard to get people on podcasts it's good though it's good to have a different voice opinion isn't it yeah man it's it's i always find because you have a podcast yourself i always find that like some days i'll kind of get up like it'll be a friday i always do podcasts on a friday and i'll wake up a friday morning and i'll be like oh bollocks i'm gonna have a podcast <laughs> today i'll like clear an hour every day i'm like i'll sit down i'll just put fucking garage band up and i'll be like right what am i talking about today and there's one podcast i put up about two or three months ago and like you could tell it was just i have nothing prepared i'm shooting the shit it makes no sense even my girlfriend messaged me she's like damn that was shit and i was like yeah no i know <laughs> my bad i often wonder like who actually is going to listen to my like irish carlo voice but then you get then you got a lot of messages like it's like oh that's pretty good mm, yeah i was just i was literally like oh like i was like i was gonna listen to an after like a couple messages but i'm like that was a really short podcast what's going on i'm like oh my bad sorry i, I forgot people actually listen to this <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's good fun. Well, listen for everyone listening who hasn't foggiest who Paul Norton is. Who is Paul Norton? <laughs> who is Paul Norton? Um, I suppose Paul Norton is just Paul Norton. Um, I you might see me on socials like Paul Norton Fitness. Basically, I'm a guy. It's a very not not a long story, but basically, I'm a personal trainer who was on the gym floor and now online. So I guess my whole background is was like farming, traveling the world, you know, driving combines, machineries for the last like 14 years, then ended up packing it all in like at six, you know, figure job, packed it in and spent my first three months 
on the gym floor, like with a toothbrush, like scrubbing in between the mats, the sweaty mats, just so we can actually get a start in the gym. Got in the gym, done really well, was there for like, spent about three years in the gym floor, like maybe two, two and a half years, like done serious hours. Then I went home to Ireland this time last year for like my uncle's wedding um, from New Zealand, there for six years, had a girlfriend, flew back to New Zealand and uh, in midair, the Prime Minister of New Zealand closed the borders. So then I got landed in Sydney airport and had to make the choice, do I go home with my girlfriend or do I stay in Sydney with no job, nothing? And then like a year and a half later, I'm here with an online business. So I didn't want to be online, but it just kind of happened. So here I am, that's Paul Norton in Russia. Fuck. That's, I think that's actually mad. I was like midair, like, oh, fuck. Like, it was like, yeah. it's like midair, like your entire life is fucking flipped upside down. And you're like, shit, what happens now? Yeah, and I guess like now, I suppose, in a nutshell, again, I suppose I work with, mainly work with females. So I'm really big on females, you know, help females build a confidence, like lose weight, lose fat. But I probably go against everything that other fitness people do. Like I'm, I get so much hate for message on social media. It's crazy. And like my clients get amazing results, but I just probably have a no bullshit attitude. And like, you know, it's probably the same approach to you, but some coaches, they like, don't like me at all. I'm not on the Christmas list. No, I'm, I'm very much the same. As uh, I remember last year, I put up a I put up a post on on Instagram, and basically, the post was it, it was a post basically being all like I put up a lot of tests because I'm from a constant social media. I I hate putting up like photos of myself like topless or lean that kind. Of, I'm kind of like listen, it's, it's like I'm just it's not me. I'm like I remember last year it was it was last year last summer after our first lockdown. Myself, my coach, we were working towards, I was going to do a photo shoot. And about three or four weeks away from when we were planning the photo shoot, I was like, I actually just don't want to book one. Because I'm like, because like, isn't it, don't get me wrong, I'm like, I'm 92 kilos now. I was like 80 kilos at the time. I was fucking diced. Like I've never been the shred of my life. And I was like, I don't want to do a photo shoot because I, what am, I have photos. I'm not gonna put them on my website because I don't be a person who has my own fucking top of photos on my website. That's not what the vibe I want to give give off. Um, I'm not using my social media because I'm like that doesn't do anything from a value point of view. I'm like I won't do it then. And then I remember I, I remember I put, a, I put I put a few I, I put a post in social media because I was like, listen, I got lean enough as it is. I, I do want to show this off, just the one photo, but like then I'm done. So I basically put a story up. I was like, right, here's the deal. I put one picture of myself up topless, but I give you a ten of my clients. And then I put mm-hmm. my thing up, and then I put like ten clients who got like class results. And then the story after that was, I was like, you know, you know, the reason is I'm just like, as a PT, that's not me. I would rather put focus on my clients than myself, you know, and I was basically like, you'll see a lot of PTs out there whose Instagram pages just cover themselves topless, but none of their clients. And there was the Kermit the Frog fucking drinking their tea thing. <laughs> and then a PT in a gym actually quite close to where I live, who followed me. And listen, I've not at the end of the fella. He seems like an absolutely lovely lad, but he saw that and was like, that's, that's directed against me. And I was like, well, it's not, but if you want to take it, fucking go for it. And I had that entire gym, like PT floor on my stories, checking me out. I got some beautiful messages from a few of them, like absolutely spot on messages. I'll, uh, I'll, re- I'll read it. I'll show you after the podcast. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not for podcast. Fuck it. It's, it's not for podcast. Listen anyway. And I'm just like, but I remember the whole time I was like, guys, like this isn't about this person. Like I got floods of DMs, like giving me an I'm like, glasses isn't about this person. Like the fact that you're actually coming to me saying it's about this person, it kind of goes, if the shoe fits, pop it on. But the worst part is this gym, where I live in Stillorgan back in Dublin, up in Dublin, 
like it's <laughs> it's the gym right beside my house. My, my brother goes there. My dad went there. I was like, a few clients going there. I was like, shit, I can't really go back in there now. But like, it's yeah, no, it's mad how like you know. I don't get me wrong. Like, I, I was looking back now. I didn't really have any place to be saying what I said, but I was like, I'm not saying that anymore. But people will just come back and kind of pick what you're saying. And be like, mm, I'm offended. I don't like that. You know? Yeah, it's a hard one. Fitness world is a, the fitness world is a bit. It's a funny place at the moment. Like, it's, I and even I think today I don't know. It's a funny place. There's there's just so much. Um, there's just so much like fads and bullshit. But then there's so much then coaches going the opposite way. Like you have like a spectrum of. You have the coaches who are like, you know, calories, calories, calories. Then you have other coaches who are all about, you know, eat what you want, just want to feel good. Then you've other coaches who are like in the body with tops off and sculpt the chest and they, they have a whole different approach. And it's just, there's so much information around. Like, like I was overweight for like about two years. Like I was like 110 kg. I'm like 80 something now. So I've lost like nearly 30 kg. Yeah. Well, like, I struggled, not that I struggled, but there was just so much, like, I went to the bodybuilders, I went to the coaches, and I just got, there's just so much information out there, so, like, for the for the general, like, population, it must be so confusing, like, especially if you're, like, just say, I work with females, if you're a female, whether you've got kids or no kids, you got a cycle, like, and there's just so much, like, bullshit that just goes on, and I think that the biggest one I've noticed is that, obviously, there's a big, um, you know, fitness guy who's, we all know who he is, and he was like the man behind carry deficit. And like, that was really good that he was able to, to, you know, get rid of all this bullshit fads. Then he was able to, you know, tell people that deficit is where you get your fat loss from. Like it was, re- it was a good, like it changed the fitness world forever, like last four years. But now what you see is like you've got every coach in the corner, like just spouting the word like deficit, deficit, deficit. But I know, and you probably know as well, that there's so much more to fat loss and weight loss than the deficit. Like you could say, Paul, uh, be on 1500 calories there for the next seven days you lose weight but that's not going to happen like you know so there's, so there's so much more behind deficit and like i'll know it's like a lot of new pts or new coaches like just you know you can eat you want ps you have to be in a deficit and it's all about like deficit deficit but i think like fitness is like to me like fitness goes a lot more than being deficit because if you put someone in hard deficit like you're going to lose your like i don't i don't really fat diet um, about not if I died on a really like shred plan with some coach guy like about a year ago like and I got really lean but like I lost my record no sex like I couldn't get up it was like nothing was there but a lot of people don't realize that you know yeah it's it's one of those things it's you know we got to separate theory from practice like you know if I said to someone Paul like walk 8.9 kilometers you'd be like yeah that's actually fucking grand I'll see you in an hour or so whereas if I said Paul climb Mount Everest you're like mm, never mind you know it's the same distance but it's kind of like different fucking you know in theory it's 8.9 kilometers but in practice like it's fucking everest i was like it's, it's the same thing there like you know you're, you're dead right there like it turns to be like be in a deficit yeah it's cool but it's kind of like you know do it do it right you know like everyone's when you're looking to lose weight it's not like there's no rush and people love putting themselves in like this oh, yeah. self-inflicted time constraint of oh i need to have weight gone by here but then you're like why it's kind of like you've been trying to get weight off for the last four five six years cool grand but why is it the next three months you have to get it off you know why don't you take another six nine twelve months do it right do so you do it properly and like keep it up now you're dead right there in terms of kind of like like we're coaches we know this we're kind of like this is second eight this is fucking breathing to us and we, we get how it works but if someone who like mary down the road hasn't a fucking clue oh, i need to get it off the next three four months oh god it's it's life or death you're kind of like well to her that's how she thinks that's how she is it's kind of like it's our job to be like right that's how you're thinking 
Here's why it's not the case. Let's break that down. And I suppose that's this is an overlooked part. I think massively from I mean you're kind of saying like from a fitness point of view, it's very much a case of like, and I've always said this: the fitness industry is a very childish industry, and mm. that kind of plays into it in terms of kind of like 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 examples would be like how I mentioned before there with PTs, kind of how wrecked what I was saying. You know, but also in terms of kind of like where, where, where like even like you see some some coaches like they know their shit, but they can't fucking coach. You can know all the shit you want, but if you can't convey that to someone, it's like a te- you, we've all had a teacher in school who's absolutely shocking. I remember my leaving sir, I was fucking, I was like, I was deadly in math in school. First year to like six year, I was or fifty, I was fucking savage. Uh, Mr. Gorman, what a woman, fucking made me an absolute genius when it comes to maths. And then I remember she went on maternity leave halfway through fifth year. And we had this, I forget his name, Mr. Gear Geroin, something like that. Anyway, fucking don't know anyway, but he was absolutely shocking. Like, I'd be like, lad, I don't know if this is he goes, yeah, chat to him. I'm like, no, you're my teacher, fucking teach me. He knew his shit, but he got DJ. I'm kind of like, if you can't do that, then what's the fucking point, you know? Oh, 100%. It's, it's, it's like, even for me, coaching, I've changed my coaches so much. Like, you know, if someone comes onto my board now, like, you know, when someone comes on, it's kind of like the scaffolding method. And I think teachers do it really well is that. Like when you teach someone like to to write a kid, like you always do baby steps. So my thing is like when I take on someone now, like first, you know, I won't take on anyone unless like their arse is like they're in the right direction, their head's in the right game. Like if someone comes to me and they want results in 12 weeks, I won't take them on because like my clients that get the same results are and you'll be the same, like you know, for some reason I found out my clients that after six months, it's like someone like you know, put a bulb up their arse and they got like they're just like just like the whole life changes. Yeah. Like, I have two clients. I have one client who come on board at the very same time. And I have one client that says, Sheila is really fixed and wants to get, you know, results in like 12 weeks. Then I have like Joanne. Sure, she, she doesn't care. She just wants to get results like in the next like 10 years. Mm. And Joanne, like a good example is like I had a client last week and like she's doing amazing. She went out anyhow. She's on 2,100 calories. She went out last week, like, you know, out twice drank like twice and she lost a kg whereas another client who started exact same time as her and the other client is just so focused on results results that she just crashes and burns whereas the other client she's just so focused on enjoying the moment like doing the processes that she's getting results while you know you know out enjoying life yeah it's it's i think it's a great way to look at that it's kind of like i forget the book it's kind of like the more you focus on the thing itself the less likely the thing is to actually happen. Like if, you, if you're, if I started a business, I started coach by down on my coaching. Oh, I want us to be a multi-billion dollar coaching business, right? Mm. The more I think about just being a multi-billion, now I don't think folks are going to be a multi-billion, let's be real here. But say like, you know, I want to make a, a million, a multi-million euro fucking company. It's kind of like, the more I say that, it's not going to fucking happen. But it's a case of like, you know, what can I, what process, what can I do today? What process can I do? What, what, what can I do from a, from a, from a system point of view, from a strategy point of view, business-wise, can I do yet there? Cause kind of like, and same becomes a fat loss. The more I focus on, oh, I want to be shredded. I want to be this, I want to be that. There's all these internal and external pressures, the self time pressures, so much shit that kind of makes it so much harder. Whereas I'm focused on right today, going to go for a walk in the morning, I might go for a walk in the evening, going to go to the gym, keep an eye on my food, going to have a bit of crack. Friday, I'm going out, going to enjoy myself. But today, tomorrow, this day, Thursday, I'm going to enjoy myself. Friday, make a little bit over. Saturday, we come back tomorrow. Not and kind of you take it if you, if you take that kind of more chilled, kind of relaxed, kind of this present approach to it. Kind of focus on the process, not the outcome. You're kind of like, holy shit, look, look where I am. It's kind of like, it's like, oh, I think the way it's it's almost like you know you're trying to climb a mountain, right? If I'm at the bottom of Everest, I'm just looking up. It's kind of like, you know, me just looking up. I'm never going to climb that Everest. If I just focus on right hand, left hand, right foot, left foot, don't fall down, right foot, left hand, you know, so forth. 
The point where I swing from yeah, my hand on the top, there's nothing there. I look up, I'm like, holy shit, I'm on the top of Everest. I look down, look how far it fucking comes. So if you just focus on the process and not the outcome, the outcome will come. So that's at the end of the day, that's how you fucking get there. You know, if you're playing football, you know, if you're the ball starts in your goal, you're also gonna fucking shoot from the keeper. You're gonna pass your left back, your right back, your midfield, your forward, they have a shot, go. Process. It's kind of like when you have sex for the first time, you focus on it too much, you're gonna, you know, blow earlier. You're not gonna go. <laughs> actually, actually you think there's a great book. Um, was it? Do you, oh, do you know the book? Uh, Why zebras don't get ulcers? No. So it's basically it's a book all about stress, right? And it basically explains why that happens. So basically, when you're when you're fucking doing the do right, you're in a very you know, oh, is, is it? I'm, I'm getting mixed up now. You're in a very parasympathetic state when you're actually going through it. It's actually like your body's in a pretty chill, relaxed space, right? But when you blow your load, you're in a really sympathetic state. You're in a fucking your body gets to a mad stress state when you're fucking. As, shooting your fucking shot right so when you're preemptively like worrying oh i don't want to nut early you're preemptively putting yourself in a sympathetic state and it's in that state where you blow your load so by stressing about it it's more likely to happen earlier so you're shooting seven in the foot you're fucking nutting your own foot apparently jeff um jeff what's in between us have a fucking sound clip there promote the podcast with that one little sound clip there <laughs> uh in between us yes what a fucking show there was a scene there, um, I'm not sure what the guy's name was there. Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, what's the scene? I'm, I'm a fiend from between us. Oh, Jesus. And there was a, there was a scene anyway where he was going to have sex with a girl for the first time and he focused on him too much. And there was just a scene of him like, naked, like just hammering himself. What happened is not like, <laughs> yeah. why won't you work? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was just so focused on getting the job done that he just couldn't get it done. He just like blanked his mind. Oh, stop. But that's it. Like, and it, it, it was actually really interesting. Actually reading the book, I was like, oh my God, it actually makes sense. Because when you just like, when you strike, it's kind of like you're relaxed. You're, you're in a highly stressed state when you actually do fucking not. And it's kind of like, if you're probably making yourself stressed out in the time of worrying about it, it's going to happen earlier. And the thing you're worrying about is going to fucking happen. It's, an, it's, it's actually, when I kind of learned, I was like, that make it, it's weird how there's an actual science behind that. Oh, it's mad. But I think people don't realize that like weight loss and fat loss, you know, it's not as just, it's not as simple as like just eat less food because it's such a complex, like it's so complex. Like I've done so much studying and stuff. And like a lot of people like, you know, you'll notice, but like when you look, when you lose fat, you know, your fat cells shrink and your body's really smart. Like if you're, when you're losing body fat, your body is pissed off. It's like saying, that's my fat you're stealing. And like, that's why people, when people diet really fast, they get great results, but they only shrink their fat cells as soon as, and their body will, as some says, like adapt. And then as soon as they overeat then their maintenance, their body will gain fat twice as quick. And then as soon as they try to diet again, it gets harder and harder. So like people don't understand that your body is so smart. Like it's pissed off that you're stealing fat. And then obviously the next time you try diet, it's going to say, we've been here before we've danced. We're not doing it again. And yeah. like people that have dieted for like, you know, done fads and fads, they find it so hard to lose weight because they've just done it the whole time. And I've seen some of my clients. So I, I, I could have clients who, have like been through weeks and weeks and weeks of like doing different diets and they find it so hard to lose weight. No matter what your deficit is, it will, it slows down at some point. Whereas I could have Mary who's never seen, you know, never on diet and she will lose like shit tons every single week. But when you've dieted for so long, like your body is smart. It's not just a simple, I know it comes from a deficit, but your body adapts and it slows down. And it's like, it says we've danced here before, Sonny, we're not going to give you that fat easy. And it just, it just, it's really smart. People don't realize that. And that's why, like, for me, like I want to have someone like for, you know, eight months or 12 months, because that's when you can, like, I've got these kind of four phases, same as you was kind of, I want someone to drop fat, 
then when someone to build muscle, build up lean muscle mass, get their metabolic up, then work at a fat loss stage and maintenance stage. Whereas so much, I think coaches just go straight for the balls and say, hey, you know, 12 weeks, we're going to get you as shredded as possible. But I, t- I feel like that a lot of coaches, it's not a day of coaches, but a lot of coaches are afraid to tell people like that, you know, to be fair, it's going to take you like, you know, maybe 12 months to get your goals. Because the yeah. hardest part is not losing weight. The hardest part is always maintaining. Like I've been in my weight loss journey for about three years now. I've had you and another coach. That's two coaches in three years of pretty good effort. And like at the moment, I'm on like three and a half thousand calories and I just cannot gain weight whatsoever. Like, and yeah, that's just like, <laughs> I've just spent time. I, I've had three years to get my, my body's like fucking, it's like just, it's like, that's Man, a good place to be that. But you're mad though. You're one of the hundred, like hundred, almost two hundred steps a week. BJJ, CrossFit, and then gym for times a week. Like, man, like, can't we? And then we're like, no shit. Like, it's like fucking keep eating fucking food. Like, but like, you know, but you're dead right there. And I think it's it's one thing. Like, it's one thing. Like, I don't even say myself. I was afraid to do beforehand. It's kind of like, you know, I think I think a reason coach would be would be like because we all know, like, from results point of view, like, yeah, if I just want to lose weight, I'm like, listen weight loss like i'm i'm already looking six months ahead for you i you want to i'm gonna make like I, listen i can get you losing weight pretty much i'm like I, anyone comes to me like listen if you listen to me and we stick the plan you communicate you'll lose weight that's not gonna be an issue but what i want to think about is what happens after fat loss you know you're at a point where you're like oh shit i'm actually happy where i am you know we may not it may seem unrealistic to now but it's kind of like that's the point where you're like i'm actually happy where i am now you know well how do you do you know how to maintain that no well, when, and then you look at this from a psychological point of view, if someone achieves a goal like that, they're not going to be happy just that. They're going to, like, they, they'll develop this new sense of, I want to achieve more shit. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? I've never been really fucking strong. I've never focused on eating more food to build muscle. Well, that's pr- 99% of the time that always comes about afterwards. I was like, well, do you know how to maintain that level of leanness? No. Well, do you know how to optimally put on muscle mass and, and obviously, you know, look into different training? Like, training, what was the training, for example? You know, do you know how to kind of like, you know, like develop a train plan based of like a weak point. So like, no, I'm like, well, listen, like, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, like coaching wise, I'll put it, I'll put in 12 week minimum for coaching point of view. Like, so they like, and I don't put that and I'm brutally honest with people now. I'm kind of like, you are not going to change your fucking life in 12 weeks. And I'm not going to promise you 12, like that 12 weeks to make sure number one, that you see some element of change. Cause it's kind of like, it's to teach you, it's to be realistic with you. Like to teach number one, like 12 weeks is 12 weeks. You know, I could promise you that fucking shredded six pack, this and that in 12 weeks, but really is kind of like, you're not. The 12 weeks is, an, is number one. So you recognize that even if you go balls well for three months, don't get me wrong, you'll still see some great results. Don't get me fucking wrong at all. Three months is a lot of times to see some sick results, but you're probably not going to be where you want to be, right? But it'll, it'll let you see results. It'll instill habits. It makes sure I don't get fucked about from a work point of view. <laughs> you know, kind of way. It's small things like that, and it's kind of like, and like, it's something I'll say to clients. I'm like, listen, it's twelve weeks now, but the majority of my clients will stay on for me for a year, eighteen months. Do you know, kind of way. I have clients now. One of my lads, Owen. I've worked with him since January 2019. You know, it's come to January 2022 now. I'm like, it's three years on now. He's done a photo shoot. He wants to do another one. He wants to compete. Do you know, kind of way. It's kind of like the best results are the ones that you get when you commit long-term to that change. Like 12 weeks isn't committing long-term 12 weeks is, is extra in the grand scheme of things fucking short term. If someone comes to me and they're like, I'm only in 12 weeks. I'll say, if someone gets me, I'm, I'm, I'm here just for 12 weeks. I'm like, you're not, I'll be, I'll, I'll be listen, you're, you'll see some change. Yeah. But like, but you know, even that being said as well, they may not because someone's quitting 12 weeks, you know, they're not going to see like life changing change in 12 weeks. They're going to be 12 weeks expecting big things. And they're like, well, you're here at 12 weeks. You've got exactly what you were going to get, but you're not happy with it. It's kind of like you're giving yourself these expectations that make you feel like shit. And all of a sudden you're like 12 weeks later, huh, I'm not fucking diced. 
what's the point? You know, Ronald on there. A hundred percent. It's just building foundation. Like my big thing is like when you start off any journey, like you're building foundation. Like you got to imagine when you're building a foundation. Let's say up in friggin Donegal, like you know, you're not going to get twelve weeks of like good fine weather. You're going to dig the foundation. You're going to piss rain. You know, you're going to have so much setbacks. And I tell anyone like when the look, my clients like when they're looking at results, like look at it like twelve weeks as like you're building foundations. You're not going to build a house in twelve weeks in Donegal. Like, you know, where it's pissing rain, just say. But in 12 weeks, you can build a foundation. But it's going to rain. going to be all these invocations. But in 12 weeks, you've, you've set some good standards. And you can build a house, like, block from block. But I just feel like there's so much, like, nonsense online. There is some good coaches out there. But then there's a lot of people, like, I just won't educate. Like, I'm really big in education. Because that's the biggest thing is, like, you can educate some, especially females, on, like, the basics. Like, how actually fat loss happens. Like, you know you know, working a deficit, but what's the deficit do? If you can explain to someone like what happens when you go in a deficit, like then it makes more sense. But a lot of people coach like, you know, you can one thing that I've noticed recently and it kind of it gets me small is like, you know, you can eat all the food you want. And I'm really bad actually. I've got a, a fake Facebook profile and I'm a real bass. Like I always go around and sign up for other people's like challenges. And there's one guy here in the city in particular, he's a real fucker. He's just like he's got a big quite a large following. And um He's just like really on these like quick fix. And I signed up one time and I told him I got peace sweats, told him I got an eating disorder. And like, he put me on like 1100 calories. And I was like, oh, by the way, you know, I've got an eating disorder. And I said, oh, you're fine. And, you know, it's just like people like that are just like mad for the quick fixes, but no one wants to educate. Like, you know, everyone's, everyone's big on saying like, you know, you can eat the food you want. And I, and I said the same. I also tell people like that, you know, you have to be, you know, real as well. Like if you're going to get pissed, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're going to take away three times a week. Realistically, you're not going to reach your goals. Yeah, if you're on a deficit, you're going to reach your goals. But like, who's going to be able to eat, you know, three abracadabras a week, you know, go get hammered Friday, Saturday, Sunday and be in a deficit? Not yeah. many. So when you see these guys, like when you, this guy in particular in, in, in our Sydney here, you know, he'll be on his stories. You know, you can enjoy pints and enjoy the food you want. But in the background, he's in the gym like three times a week or three times a day. Like we don't yeah. see that. We just see... A lot of coach, like, you can eat the food you want, you can have the drinks. And I said to my clients, yeah, you can socialize and have drinks. And one thing I'm big on my clients is that, and I've got other coaches, you know, disagree, other coaches say you shouldn't do this. But one thing I do with my clients is that if they want to go out on the weekend, that's fine, like, go for it. But all I would say is, like, if you're going to go on a Saturday night and have a few, you know, beers and get have fun, just try, like, plan ahead. It doesn't mean you have to starve yourself. But what I say to my client is, on this Saturday, like, why don't you just, like, you know, it may sound boring. Why don't you have like 900 grams of like just say chicken, you know, a bit of season that's going to give you 150 grams of protein. That means like you have like a thousand calories left to that will spend on beer. Mm. Then you've got some other coaches who, who disagree and say, oh, no, you shouldn't. You should be doing it. You should just like, you know, move on and enjoy it and get back, get back on track on Monday. But then the, the argument I have is that if you're telling people like that, they shouldn't do that, like, to me, I for me that works my clients because it's smart because we're able to, you know, good do good Monday Friday, come Saturday, they know they're gonna go out with their friends, you know, whatever. So all they have to do is like look at having four or five or six hundred grams of, of chicken, maybe seasoning, that's gonna give you like a hundred and fifty, you're gonna hit your protein targets and they can still be on track. Whereas other coaches are really big on like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should you should be able to enjoy your weekend. And if you have a takeaway, just move on Monday. But the fact is like a lot of these coaches that are saying this, like they're not, you know, 140 kg with four kids. They're not like all this stress. You're telling someone 
just to eat when you feel right, you'll be fine. They're, they're never going to get back on track unless you have some sort of strategy. Strategy? Strategy? Jesus. You're never going to get back on track. Yeah, no, you're, you're dead right. It's kind of like when you're like, if you, go, if you say to someone who's been struggling with food and struggling away for ages, oh, just eat when you feel like it's kind of like, well, that's why they're here in the first place because they don't know how to fucking do that. You know, it's kind of like, and as a coach, you need to have some level of authority and being like, listen, like, only enough, you're here because I ha- you believe that I have some idea of what I'm talking about. You know, it's kind of like if I'm saying something, it's not me trying to be fucking a big dictator on your life. It's me being like, this is probably going to help you out. And like, at the end of the day, you know, they're like you said there about like, oh, if you're going to have a shit ton of chicken, like, listen, we talk so much about like, oh, have a plan you enjoy. But sometimes it's kind of just like, I've done them before and I've just slapped four chicken breasts to pop them up, put two in a plant, pan at a time, let them rest, put two more time. I just had like four breasts. Chicken. I'm, I'm, going out to, I'm going out tonight. I need to I have a protein shake in the morning. I have this in the afternoon. But like when I go out, like realistically, like I'm not going to have any protein. I'm going to have fucking beers and fucking drinks and this okay. and that. I'm going to fucking, yeah, no, I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow morning. I'm kind of like, if I have a ton of protein, a ton of water before I go out, I'm doing like, like ticking the boxes, you know, it, my only thing is kind of like, if you're, if you're, if it's going to be a, like a rough night, just tick the boxes beforehand, you know? Okay. Protein, micronutrients, fiber, water. Can we just tick them, you know, tick them tonight. Listen, even if you got like four or 5,000 calories over on whatever many drink you have, it's kind of like, you've ticked these basics, you know, that will stand you to some extent. And it's something really fucking important to have. Do you know what I can hundred percent. I found my clients, if I can get my clients, like my big thing in my clients, they're going to go out on the weekend. I'd say your goal for me is just to hit your point targets with as much calories as possible. And some might say, oh, that's a bit stupid, but then it's the payoff. Like if we're looking, if someone wants to like get results and change their life and, you know, have a better future, it's just a, it's a small payoff for you know, the bigger, it's just a small payoff. But you're, it's not, you're not, you're not neglecting your social life. You're not starving yourself. You're just saying, right, on the Saturday, I'm going to be smart. I might marinate, like, you know, 600 grams of chicken, nibble away there in the morning, go out with my friend and have a great time, and then maybe do the same on, on Sunday. And you're back on track. You've had a social life. And, but again, a lot of, I don't know, what's your take on it? So I said, so you, I said you kind of broke up there. My went a little quiet there for a second. Say that again. I said, like, what's your take on, like, what, what's your take on all that? Like, what, Oh, was it like... As in, like, as in going out in that kind of way, like, as in from a food point of view. Yeah, would your, yeah. So what would your strategy be? Yeah, my would literally be like, you know, it, there's, there's, so there's a few approaches you can take. Do you know, there's kind of the approach of kind of like, I think it's very situation dependent. You know, I have clients who like, oh, fuck, I went out. I went mad over my calories. I'm kind of like, okay, well, first things first, it, it, what's done is done, fucking forget about it. But it's kind of like, it's almost like be, oh, if you know what's happening, don't just like pass by you. Just kind of like, if I know... Like, okay, I'm going through a bit of fat loss phase now, for example, right? And today's Tuesday. Say, okay, no, for example, me, for example, let's have my girlfriend. We're going away to the UK on Friday, right? So I know, I think Saturday night, we're probably going for a few drinks. I know, I think Sunday, we're going to, I'm going, we're going to Old Trafford on Sunday. I'm fucking buzzing. I think we're going for a few drinks afterwards, right? I'm dragging her to Old Trafford. I remember I went to her house a couple weeks ago, and her mom was like, so you persuaded her to go. I was like, there's no persuasion. This is fucking happening. She can, you know, this, this is just how it is. But anyway, I think probably going out for drinks afterwards. And listen, we go for drinks, like, we go for fucking drinks. It's a, it's a good night, put it that way. So, like, I'm like, right, Sunday night, I'm probably going to have a few drinks extra, right? If we don't have them now, I can either be really, pa- I can, like, if I'm having 2,500 calories a day, I, you know, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, all the way to Sunday, and then go fucking four or five on Sunday, for example, right? Or I'm like, okay, cool, listen, I'm, pr- I'm going to go out on Sunday. Well, what if I just reduce my calories today by 200? You know, not much, probably not going to even notice it in the grand scheme of things. You know, what's that? That's 
you know, I just had a, I got, I got a fucking a lot here from, from insomnia this morning, you know, don't have that. That's 197 calories fucking saved, right? Do that four days a week. Just don't have one of the, like my fucking milky coffees in the morning. Grand job done. From Sunday, right. Fast a little bit in the morning. Have a very protein dense meal. Have half your calories in the afternoon. So if I'm banking 200 calories six days a week, that's 1200 calories I have freed up for Sunday, right? Come Sunday, I'll get half my calories for at some point half of the day for a big meal. I now have like two and a half thousand calories to fucking to, that I can like okay, it's like I've it's like I've saved it, I've budgeted this. If I have two and a half thousand calories to drink, which is a, you know hefty man, it's kind of like I'll be good to go. So it's kind of like if you that's that's in my head that's like the ideal approach. If you know what's coming up, like be don't just wait for it to happen. Like be in some way prepared for it to happen you know because that won't it means that you can go out and that night you can just fucking even if you go out over your calories even go a couple of hundred hundred calories thousand calories over you've still made a little more wiggle so it's not gonna be as damaging potentially but then there are gonna be some nights where it's kind of like oh like i only figured out tonight i'm going out it's like cool well listen fucking do your best today you know if you're going out tonight are you going for food are you going for drinks what are you doing you know fast in the morning have a very protein dense meal in the afternoon if you're going like tick the boxes you know tick the box you can't tick and when you're out just fucking my mind it's kind of like you know, when you're going out, fucking enjoy yourself. But then again, it's kind of like if you're going out every weekend, it's kind of like well, that's probably not going to help. You know, if you're someone's like, if someone comes to me like, Dan, listen, I want results, but I'm sad I am always off in the booze. And when I'm on the booze, I go fucking hard. Sunday's always a rough day. Food's never great. I'll be like, listen, I'll be brutally honest with you. If you keep doing, if you recognize that's one thing putting you off, just because I'm here, that's not going to undo that. And the thing is, it's a big thing people have. I've had, I have, a, I have one client in the gym. I remember Saturday, and I was like, listen. It, just because I'm here doesn't mean you're good to go. Jack, I'm here to help you, but like, you know, I can't change your life. I'll show you how to fucking do it. And some people got to sit down and be like, listen, fucking hell, like, you know, this is like, you're going out every weekend, but you're coming for weight loss. Kind of like, if we don't change something, nothing's going to change. So I think it's, it's so situation dependent. You know, I would say like, as much as you can, be prepared in advance for it to make it easier on yourself. But if it's a case where, you know, you're going to have to drink every, like, like that for, that is, I said there, for example, if I go out like once a month, for example, once every two months, do you know that kind of way? And I, that week up where I just drop my calories a little bit to make room for it, right? If I'm doing that every single week, I'm going to be fucking miserable because I'm constantly dropping my calories low and low and low and lower. And that's when we get into that realm of this is a bit too unsustainable. So I'd say if it's a case where it's happening every single fucking week, address that first of all. Happen every month, every two months, you know, have a week just having a little less calories, so a little more time to enjoy yourself. I'm not saying like drop your calories like 500 a day, like 100 a day, 150 days, something you're not going to fucking notice in the grand scheme of things. On the day you're going out, drop calories like half, half your calories, and then fucking when you're out, fucking enjoy yourself. Enjoyment is the key thing. Like, just the minute you feel like your diet is take away from your enjoyment, reevaluate. Don't stop the diet, but just reevaluate what you're doing. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I, I like alcohol too, but I think. Alcohol has there's there's more there's there's more negative um drawbacks from alcohol than positive feedbacks and like alcohol is like it's a as Paul Moore says it's a short term fix for like long term pain and a lot yeah. of people I always say to my clients like same as me like like don't drink just for the sake of it like just, like if you're like I said to my clients one recently is like you know I said like you know if you're drinking you know, just because you want to escape reality, like, you know, then you need to talk. But if you're drinking because you actually, you know, you want to socialize and that's fine. But if you're like drinking and getting like hammered every weekend, you know, for different reasons, then, you know, a lot of people like will use alcohol as like a a getaway, like, you know, go to the next world. And I've been there before. I used to get like pissed on the weekend just to escape my nine to five job, like, and we all done it. But I think like 
for me, like I've done so much self-development, like so much like life core stuff. And you start to realize like your mental health is so important. And like mm. with alcohol, again, it's it's good to have it and that stuff. But once you're using it in the right way, so much people like use it in the wrong reason. Use it, you know, they feel like they have to, like I've got a mindset coach doing the training for my ladies tomorrow about the same thing. It's like a lot of my clients at the moment feel like they have to go drink and they feel like pressure. Whereas to this whole thing now that, you know, you have to, you have to go out, you know, drinking, you know, every weekend, or if you go to a pub, you have to get smashed and all those kinds of, I've often, I've had some of the best nights, like not drinking, just like, you know, Coke Zero and just bob away. Whereas if you're like using alcohol as a way to kind of get out of reality, like no matter what your fitness goals are, you kind of need to stop and ask yourself like, why are you doing this? Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And it's, yeah, you're dead right. It's kind of just like, drink is like having a few drinks listen don't get me wrong it's fucking great if you meet a few friends having like i went out on was friday or saturday my girlfriend works in the pub myself my friend elliot he uh he, he's he's in army training he's then a kill there so he's up for the weekend i was like grant we got a few drinks i was actually in the walk in the pier he goes do you want to go for drinks and i was like yeah so i was like grant we got a few drinks had a few drinks there um you know we we're catching up it's a good time i had two that three or four pints but i was like you know this is just social. I'm having a great time, you know. Granted, I've had a thousand calories over, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's fucking nothing. Whereas if I'm, I remember lockdown one, like <laughs> it would easily be like three, four nights a week. I'd pop down to the off license, grab a few drinks, and I literally, it was the saddest thing ever. I literally sit in my room, watch Disney Plus, finesse a couple episodes of The Mandalorian <laughs> with a few fucking bottles in my fucking room. I was drinking. I was like, lad, fucking cop on. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, um, and I was kind of, so it's kind of like you know I was and like looking back at the time now it's because something happened you know I remember I was working in the gym at the time um, lockdown happened I had lost like literally ninety percent of my income at the start of lockdown one I went from making about because like online at the time wasn't busy when I started lockdown I went like from a numbers point of view from gym and online combined I went from making about five grand a month to about less than eight hundred and I was like shit this is depressing I was like fuck well I'm going to drink now. I kind of spared behind it. That's, that's from the podcast. But it was kind of like, you know, it can happen from like a traumatic thing, whatever it is, but it's kind of like, you're always in full control. Like if, if it's a case where you're having, if, if your drinking is to escape your reality, well, you've got to re- realize that like, you're the one who's in control of what that reality is. And it's kind of like, you're now designed to like scoot it on the rug to have a few fucking drinks, kind of get away from that. It's kind of like, well, sober, you can literally face that head on and be like, well, what's going on? That's what I did. I was like, fuck. Lockdown happened. I'm fucking drinking everything. I'm like, hang on, I'm getting a bit chubby now. This isn't great. I've shaved my head. I've grown a beard. I'm going through some weird little crisis. Start lockdown. I need to fucking get my shit together. Uh, it was a great look. Shaved, bald, bald, bearded down with a bit of a belly was a fucking icon. Jesus Christ. I remember that. Yeah, you had a mustache too, didn't you? Oh man, mustache was this time last year. Oh man, it was actually I I, I had a bit of I had a bit of had a bit of a bit mini beard going there lately and fucking my girlfriend's graduation is <laughs> my girlfriend's graduation on Thursday. And I was like, oh boys, the mustache is coming back to the time of year again. <laughs> and uh, she was like, "I no, please give her the beard." Like, she's a graduation. I'm like, you're getting photos done. You know, it's like memories. That kind of, I'm like, I'll shave. I'll get. I'm get. I booked a haircut for, for this afternoon at twelve. I'm like, I'll shave. I'll get a haircut because I'm. I, it's that's fair enough. But like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like, and you're dead right there. If, if it's a reality escape you're going for, like, you're the one who can change that reality. So you know, fucking, it's, it's like anything. It's like it's like a deal with the problem at hand. You know, don't just fucking go for something like that. Like, it's like putting up a, a, a plaster in a fucking bullet wound, you know? It'll stop paying for a brief moment of time, but, like, it's going to keep... You're going to have to keep reapplying the plaster over and over and over again. And then what happens when you have the plasters? You fucking bleed out. It's fucking shit. Kind of funny story, like, like a lot of my clients, and even people in even Australia here, like, you know, people that... Not that there's any difference, but I noticed that, 
like my clients who have now like, gotten great shape, who are feeling good, who are there, they're just feeling like, you know, they've just feeling like 120% that as soon as they have alcohol, like it just, it doesn't react very well. It just feel like shit. Yeah. And like, you know, there, it's amazing. Like, I love seeing my clients who are in that mindset that they've lost like, you know, 10, 15 kg, they've torn their body, they've dropped body fat, they're shredded. And like, they'll happily go out there and, you know, and not drink. And I think a lot of that is down to your values. Like, you no, know, like Dr. Martini, Mark Rose are big on values. And same as me, is that once you, I don't know if last year, but value, once you're like, if you're getting yourself in a good place, like you're fit, you're healthy, you've done all this weight, your values kind of change. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, you said like, you, what you value the most, you'll always do it for. So if you're out, if you're, te- if you, somebody says to me like, Paul, I want to, you know, I want to, lose weight, I want to drop a few exercises, I want to feel amazing on skin, I want to have better sex, I want to be more confident. But then you're spending most of your time like, you know, in the pub or you're drinking or you're on watching Instagram, you're not doing your steps. Then you don't value your health and fitness, you know, high enough. Whereas, that, and that's nothing wrong with socializing, but if you value your health and fitness in a such a way, like you'd make time to do it and you wouldn't spend so much time or so much money, like, you know, out and about doing other things and getting persuaded. But like, you have to have a balance. It's all about having a balance. Like but a lot of people like either, they either go out in the weekend, they get absolutely flabbergasted, or you'll have some who go out and they'll have two or three wines and they're happy as Larry. They got my clients who go out in the weekend, they'll have like two or three wines and they're happy as Larry. And funny fact is like, even for me, like I went out last week, I had like a wine and a half and I was off my trotters, loopers after like a wine and a half. Like, geez, I had a great time. Yeah, no, yeah, right. It's 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 complete value thing. Something I know massively lately, like you know, drinking wise. Like I can't think of anything worse than going out for drinks every weekend. Because I'm just kind of like, like me for example, I value like my days. If it sounds really weird, but like, as in like, I if I I love like Monday through to Saturday, I'll go to like half six, six between six and seven because I'm like. I want to get my work done early. I can go to the gym, do my thing, and fucking chill out in the afternoon. I can go for a swim if I want to. I can meet the girlfriend if I want to. I can chill out if I want to. I, I can just do what the fuck I want, really. You know? Saturday, for example, comes around. Sunday comes around. Like, be, listen, I'll go out with the girlfriend. We'll go out for, like, a date night for drinks once every couple of months. Jack and I, and, like, I'll plan so kind of, like, I'm nothing on the next day. I'll make sure I'm nothing on the next day. So I'm not, like, from a value point of view, I want to get my work done. I want to enjoy myself. But I, if I plan a day to do absolutely nothing, it's kind of like, well, that doesn't go into the values because I've actually got nothing on the day to that I have a value towards. I'm, I'm allowed to be a, a sad little depressed little hungover mess. That's fine. But and that's the big thing there. It's kind of like it's all based off our values, you know. It's like you know, these like going out for drinks that kind of way. Like when you kind of recognize like it's taken away from your values, it's cool to be like, no, for example, you know. There's been times where you, like you do fucking whatever it is, like you know. I remember fucking. I was back in, geez, back in 2019. I was over in Canada, and Canada there are there are many illegal substances over here that are rather legal over there. And I was just like, you know, I'd feel like I, and obviously, you know, when in Rome, you partake in such recreational activities. And I remember <laughs> it was like, if I was doing that, I'd be like, right, okay, cool. Like, I'm doing this now. Is there anything that's called? Is there anything I need to do as a result afterwards from work point of view, from from me point of view? Like, do I need to go? Do I because I love going for walks? I'll make sure I get my stuff done happy days early. Do I need to go for a walk after this? No, cool. Uh, work wise, okay, but everything else tomorrow, take the day, take the day off. Do you know, it's kind of like if if I'm doing something and it takes me the values, I won't do it. I feel anxious, I feel like shit, I feel stressed. Whereas if I'm going for drinks, if I'm like no, the, the Canada thing, that was two years ago, fucking hell, I don't do that anymore. But it's kind of like if I'm going for drinks or whatever, there's like that. I'm kind of like if I'm going for drinks, I'm making sure that it's not affecting my values like it's not affecting me that way like the other day for example i was walking i was literally walking here friend car at like fucking seven o'clock on a on a was a friday or saturday night and he rang me like i'm coming up do you want to go for drinks and i was like do i have anything on tomorrow 
mm, I have this on, so I'll go to Matt. Yeah, cool, let's do it. So it was a little kind of like a, Ooh, can I do it? Yeah, cool, it won't affect me. Yeah, cool. So like, because if I had like, if I, listen, if I did that night at a fucking like podcast at nine o'clock, at a concert at eight o'clock, I had check-ins from 10 to one to do, I'd be like, and if I got shit faced, I'd be like, oh, I actually do have an overdue fucking anything. Now I've got a console at eight, podcast at nine, um, checking from 10 to one. I have a lot of work to do today, but I can't do it. I feel stressed, I feel anxious, and I put it off to the evening or then tomorrow. The whole day feel like shit. So it's like, yeah, like whenever you're doing things, you're so important to make sure like you're, you're basing everything you do of your values and kind of like not giving into like that kind of peer pressure that I think just because you need to. Like if it doesn't allow your values, put that first. And you feel so much better as a result. That's the big thing. But I think it's like, it's just down to like, just taking your time. It's like, there's just so much nonsense, whether it's like fat loss pills and shred pills and like all this other stuff and like crazy diets. And we just take your time. Like if you can, like if someone can just spend like a few, six, eight months, 10 months, Jesus, it's just, just better, isn't it? Yeah. But like, there's not enough education out there. Like, and this whole pandemic, like with the, you know, the COVID and stuff, you know, that's what's going on. But you know, and I know like that there's an obesity pandemic like this, that's five times as bad like that. Like obesity in the world is just like, it's it's unbelievable, it's crazy. It's like, yeah. you know, and even like with the COVID, like, you know, it was like 75% of people that, you know, thing were, you know, were obese, like, and that's not, they should be talked about more, like, there should be a lot more emphasis on obesity. Obesity is like, fuck, it's, it's rising, it's crazy. It is like, it's skyrocketing. It's getting to a point where like, it's, it's like, it's gone the other way where it's like, at the one point, like, we know turning back. Do you ever see the film M. Wally? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the world's coming. It's going to be like all them people in the spaceship, like, you know, just, you know, quite obese people, like, in like these chairs, they like, just been, they can't even walk. And like, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Man, What's your I, thoughts on that? Wally was, I remember at the time, I think it was really funny, right? Because Wally, it's actually genius now at the time. When Wally, remember when Wally was being like, um like marketed and the ads are on like everyone's like oh my god this is a robot the cutest thing ever i can't wait to see that so they kind of they drew with this really cute robot but then the premise of the story was you know this little robot trying to save the earth and these, little, these fat people are fucking wrecking it and as a kid <laughs> i was like oh that was a fucking dumb movie what the hell but now i'm like that movie was fucking genius because it, it got it, it went to the young people who were going to have to deal with it in the future, reeled them in with this cute little robot, but it was like, here, it was actually fucking coming your way. Be prepared. You're going to hate us now. But 10 years time, I'm like, oh shit, I actually love that movie because it makes so much fucking sense. Jesus. <laughs> he, was, he, he loved Eva. Fuck, he was like, he was like a little Eva. <laughs> but it's so true, like, it's like, Eva, yeah. Well, I just thought too, like, yeah, obesity is like, it's like, even you know, like, it's just like, not Again, there's not enough, like, it's a really passionate mind. I find myself, like, getting more and more, like, into obesity and stuff. Like, because, you know, same as you, like, it just, it's, we see this coach, like, how much is rising. And unfortunately, like, there's just, there's too much, like, other coaches and, and people, like, just, like, in it for the money. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a, a group at the moment, like, with other PTs, like, you know, and, like, everyone in that group is just, like, they're just, like, money. They're just money crazy. Like, I know, in- I know the group you're in. Oh, and I, I know people in that group. It- it can be a very toxic group to be in if you don't have your values at, at the forefront. I know a lot of people in that group. Um, yeah, it just seems a bit toxic to me. Uh, it's like <laughs> it'd be great for what you're going, what you're getting out of it. It'd be great, but you just you need to remove everyone else, focus on what you're getting from it. Yeah, it's crazy, but they're like they're all like these PTs. Obviously, if anyone listening, there's this PT like business group, and a lot of guys that I'm seeing there like are 
you know, they're earning like stupidly money, but they're all in Dubai like now, and you know, they're oh, driving oh, like, cars. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> but they just make fitness like very ex- expensive. And yeah, if you're willing to change your life, you pay for it. But like these, a lot of these influencers, people like have the shave chest, and they're just charging like people like tens of thousands of euro like for like a 12 week course like and it's just like it makes fitness like if you like a, my mum like she's dead now like but you know when she was struggling her way last journey she wouldn't be able to pay like you know you know somebody um whatever it was like you know two and a half thousand euro for a 12 week course like not a chance and unfortunately it's a lot of these unfortunately like the group i'm in like most people are charging that like you know two or three grand for a 12 week course or whatever 12 week thing and it just then makes fitness like very, very expensive. Like it, it just makes it like impossible for someone to actually want it. What, why, like, why do you want to change your life if you know it's going to like cost you that much money? You know, not that you put money in your health and fitness, but I was thinking like a lot of these influencers don't really see their values are, you know, just in different space, isn't it? Yeah. I, I know, like, I know a lot of people who are in that group and it's, it's, it, it is really upsetting because, like, listen, at the end of the day, as a coach, as a business owner, I get it. You know, you want obviously you want to scale, but you want to keep it one to one. So you've got to put your prices up. Okay, I get that. But then it's kind of like two and a half thousand euro, three thousand. The money they're fucking you no know, charging for twelve weeks. It's kind of like you know for what we know for well from a coaching point of view, they're probably pretty bang average. You know, there's probably nothing major going on there. They they speak with little with some fucking arm gestures. Speak like they know it's all. They're confident. They're their their delivery. But from an actual like content point of view, it's pretty spot on. Do you know I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you'd love to be able to fucking get two and a half thousand quid from a client. It'd be fucking great. But again, it's, uh, the the morals come into play. You're kind of like, well, no. If I did, if I if I get ten inquiries, for example, right, and I charge whatever a month. So say I charge two hundred euro a month, right? It's kind of like a ten people inquire of me. A lot more of them could could work with me for that. If I said to you and say like these ten people, they fucking everything I offer will change their fucking life. Like I say, like I know for one, they know for well, what I will give them will literally pull a full one in their health, their wellness, their mindset. They'll feel like a completely new person, right? If I think these are people, right, it's 200 euro a month, let's go for it. Like eight might be like, okay, that's actually fine. Two might be like, oh, be a much. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry about that, but that's actually how it is. Like that's not unreasonable. Whereas I'm like, right guys, two and a half thousand a month, what's going on? I could get one person and make the same amount of money, but there's now nine people who are kind of like, fuck well this big thing they kind of leave thinking this thing i want i literally cannot have because i do not make enough money i'm literally stuck with this forever unless i could fucking pull money out of nowhere and that i can imagine is a fucking shocking feeling oh yeah and all these quite like i seen my name it was on someone's story and it was like i got a bill for like a steak and it was like thirty nine thousand pounds for like oh man did you see that in the salt Bay's restaurant in london yeah no without i thought it was in dubai maybe it was in london no, it was so it's it's your man, it's Salt Bay. He has a restaurant in Dubai, but he opened just opened one up in London. And it was some oh I forgot he's like some stock trader he was. Um, but he went to the restaurant and he got this, he got whatever, got like he do you ever see Salt Bay's videos where he's like cutting the the tamahawk yeah, 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 actually yeah. covered in gold? That is nine hundred pounds for that one steak. He got a bottle of champagne that was thirty he got a bottle of champagne for for nineteen thousand euros. So for the thirty for thirty thousand half that was one bottle of champagne and it was a $39,000 but it was, it was a five grand service charge because of how much it was it's was fucking ridiculous like it was 11 that's quid for a Red Bull <laughs> but yeah that's just the way it's fitness is like there's just so much like obviously Paul and Dan are like you know come to us obviously we're the 
we're the good coaches. Oh yeah, fuck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but I suppose like from your point of view, then like what's what like what do you see with the fitness world? Like I've kind of explained what I see. What do you see that goes on? Well, I see, I see. It's it's a, it's a there's a big it's it's messy it's very fucking messy there are a lot of great coaches that I I have you know a lot of good mates of mine you know Paddy my flatmate he's a coach um I coach a couple of lads um I coach like called Barry who's up in Galway great coach I coach like Owen up in Roscommon great coach we've a we've a little kind of WhatsApp crew I've coached like Tegan brand is a fucking phenomenal coach I've I we I've got a very close circle of mates who are coaches who are just doing it for all the right reasons they fucking love doing it. They're not overcharging clients, but they're getting a decent fucking living out of it. They're living a good life out of it. You know, if they, if you can, if you can, you can very easily. That's one thing for me, right? Like from money point of view, it's always great making a good bit of cash. Do you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'll, I'll say now, I'm living a very comfy life right now. I'm, I'm living in a lovely apartment. I have, I have a nice car. Like it's, it's, it's nice. Do you know, I mean? But I didn't have to. And I, I remember we actually talking about this yesterday. We, got, we always, always remember to call at eight o'clock on Monday. I was talking about imposter syndrome. I was like, I've never actually felt it. I've never actually felt like an imposter, or like a, like a fraud, or like I'm doing it because I'm kind of like, I charge what I feel like I'm worth. I probably charge less than I feel like I'm worth. To be really honest, like I feel like I probably should charge more, but like charge less than I feel like I'm worth. I'm kind of just like, but I don't deliver. I don't promise them what I won't deliver. I'll tell them for straight up, like twelve weeks, you're not going to get what you, your everything you, you're not going to change your fucking life. But I'm telling you that for a fact now. Like if you keep working for longer, you will see great results. If you don't want to, you can leave. I'm never going to scam some or. Like, oh my God, you say longer because it's a crime. Like, they want to leave. I'm like, cool, you can fucking leave. Like, that's kind of like, I think it's a, it's an industry where values get pushed aside a lot. It's very easy. You start for the right reasons, but you don't continue for the right reasons. Like, for example, the gym I used to work in, right? Everyone getting because I want to be a personal trainer. Well, this gym would promote classes so much. And getting paid commission to a class was a lot easier than marking your, your personal training. So they just get comfy with the 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 the, the ray from classes. All of a sudden, they're stuck in a job they fucking can't stand doing classes five weeks that has them fucking drained and exhausted and fucking mentally drained and they can't get out of it and they get so reliant on that i think it's an industry where the values you get in with hold them fucking tight because if you brought them in any way shape or form it's going to be so much harder to crack on in the way you enjoy you're gonna burn it you're gonna feel like shit and you're gonna feel like a bit of a fraud so i think it's one of the things where like obviously listen don't be wrong i'm not saying fucking don't fucking charge more it's kind of as a pt point of view like you're here to help people first and foremost. You hear you start like no one starts PT. I, I've always said this. No one has started PT because they want to have a big desire to help people. They start PT because oh, I really like training. I really like learning about food. This would be a cool <laughs> career. Like I'll fucking come and say I didn't start PT because I was like oh, I'm passionate about helping people. I get it because I like I love going to the gym. I learn nutrition. Maybe I can make it to the job. And then along the way, it's like okay, shit. I helped someone lose his weight and fucking change their life. They sent me a cool message. That's best thing ever. Now I fucking love doing that. And it's kind of like. That should always be the forefront, you know, the how much you charge, the this, that, what you offer, like that's grand, like that can be obviously the, the nitty gritty, I can obviously change, that's fine. But the forefront, your big priority isn't how much is in your bank account, what do you drive, where do you live, what's this, what status do you have, it's more, it's first foremost, like who can you help? Because some of the best coaches in this industry have not become, like the coach you're talking about there who make them out of money, no one has a fucking clue who they are because they're not making names for themselves, they're charging big money and getting a few clients in. I fucking off to Dubai to avoid tax, right? The big names, the people who actually make a difference on the planet are those who are do because they actually like what they do. They invest in what they do. They invest in themselves, their education. They like what they're doing and people recognizing that and going to them more. Do you know? I was like some of the best, like, like the most, have you ever heard the Muslim mentors, have you? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The Muslim mentors. I think that they're, they're main lad, Cal. I followed him for fucking years now. And like, I followed him back when he was working in the gym and he started his own coaching business. 
And now the lad has about 150, 200 clients that are fucking go charging like dumb money every single month, like 300 quid a month. It's not, again, it's, it's from someone to that level. It's not outrageous. Now, I could be wrong from price point of view, but it's kind of like, you know, he did that by being just a very, like, I looked across the way. There was no, oh, here's my 12 week challenge. Here's my eight week challenge. Here's my, you know, here's my, here's my 10 year old fat loss ebook. Here's my this, my that. It's a case of like, I'm just a very good coach. I do because I like coaching. And I grew from that. You know, it's the coaches who kind of do for the right reasons are the ones who kind of who make the big impact. I think if we need, if we have more of them, we'd be in a much better place. You know, oh, 100%. That's that's the biggest thing. And yeah, uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? But it's it, it is better. But for me, like, I, I work with a lot of females. I think like female health is probably a big issue too. Like, mm. you know, just female. A lot less education to... about that. And not, sorry to interrupt you, but there's a lot less, especially from coach. But and I can hold my hand high and say, like, from coaching females beforehand, you know, it's only in the last year and a half or so I've been very educational, kind of educated on kind of like your mentors, like how much that affects everything. How much you got to consider that from time. Like you got to consider that. Things like PCOS, all that, like endometriosis. These are all things you got to consider when you're coaching women in case they have it and because they don't have it. You know, mentors like, oh, it's like this, even from a health point of view, there's so many things you got to consider around that, that like most coaches just haven't a fucking clue about. And that's fucking people up a lot. Yeah, it's, it's just education. I think that even it comes down to like weight loss and fat loss and all the rest, it's education. Like you know yourself, like it's it's easy to tell someone to, you know, drop their calories to this and, and all that stuff. What I found is like, like I think like the last two years, like there's been a massive increase in like females losing their cycles. And that's because of a lot of people like will restrict their calories so much, you know, because everyone knows that to lose weight and fat is to a deficit. But then no one actually knows what the reason is, like why, like how does it work? Like, you know, yeah. how does actually do you get smaller? And then a lot of people don't know the, the main part is like obviously you lose fat, but as some says, like if you've lost like a lot of weight, your body adapts, like it has to adapt. Your body's like it's defending itself. And then what happens then your body adapts, and then as soon as you then you know you go over your calories again, then that's when you gain weight twice as fast and twice as quick. And a lot of people don't understand how that works. Whereas if there was more emphasis on like the phases, like you know, the, like you know, this happens this phase, and then it'd be a lot easier. But a lot of people now, like, are you know, they're they haven't got broken metabolism because that's a big word too. People say is like your metabolism broken. I had a girl today saying, Oh, text me saying, Um, oh, I think my metabolism is broken because she's not losing weight. But again, it's just another metabolism is another word that people like throwing out there. Like, there's a what's that B shirt guide, you know, you should train for your metabolism type of kind of stuff. <laughs> absolutely shy. like no I, I completely agree with you and yeah no you're, you're dead right it's kind of like metabolism one's funny because it's kind of like it's basically a word for like you know my metabolism is like i've got a, i've got a, i've got a slow metabolism it's kind of like okay cool like well let's forget that for two seconds like uh, how's your food oh not great okay how active are you oh not very active do you train much uh, not really it's kind of like maybe isn't your metabolism maybe you're just not doing anything and they're like oh how could you accuse me of doing such such shit? And you're like, oh my god, my my bad. Do you know what I mean? There's a show on called We. I remember I saw one of the lads actually put sent me a video of a. It, it was a it was a show and it was this woman. She was like a a belly dad to someone, but she like she like she put on a bit of weight and she was like, she goes to doctor. She's like, I know it's my metabolism. It's just slower than everyone else's. I eat absolutely fine. You know, I'm always dancing, so I'm getting so much exercise done. I just don't know what's happening. And then they test it, and they're like. Your metabolism is fine. Your BMR is about fifteen hundred calories a day, which is totally normal. So it's not that. It's that you're eating too much. She's just like, he's wrong. I know it's my metabolism. It's like woman, like she, he's just actually given, like hooked you up to a massive device and, and shown you <laughs> that that isn't the issue. It's kind of like there's only so much you can do to be like that's actually not the case. You know? 
it's not like your body adapts but like you know it, it takes the bodies adapt but that's it like for most people like i love the clients who, who adapt but like they're they're quite onto it like unless you're like really restricting their calories to a point like you know you're, you're even like met, metabolic app i can't say the word even when you met when you're met you're fucking hell when your metabolism adapts like you know it takes time you have to be kind of on the ball like quite consistently for your metabolism actually to, you know adapt to new maintenance levels but a lot of people like they're not losing weight because what happens a lot of it is like they'll like i have clients who do the same as restrict their calories during the weekend and the weekend and just have a blowout especially if you're drinking like they'll they won't have any food on the saturday and then they'll say i sure had no food today and then they go have you know a form on chinese and have about four thousand calories and then they wonder why they're not on track like so it's just like doing them small things isn't it yeah no exactly it's it's the small things added up over time are the, the ones that give you the the biggest return investment anyway fucking hell but uh madison has been conscious of time next so we've been fucking we've been shooting the shit now for about just a little over an hour now man listen to slowly start bringing things to a close suppose what's uh what's the plan for you now what's uh i suppose for anyone kind of who's like geez you know what? i've been to paul down chat shit for a while now but i want to listen, learn a little bit more about this paul fella um if they want to learn more about you work with you where can people go um so you could find me on paul norton fitness or yeah just based paul norton fitness on instagram or any of them social media handy social media is, is where you get me. we don't have a website i'm just um don't do websites and um, not yet but my social media if you want to get me shoot me a dm whatever podcast is good as well if you need any help just yeah shoot me a dm and go from there there we go websites are a funny one i i got a website done last year websites are fucking expensive oh yeah I, I learned afterwards that you can get a grant you can get a small business grant where you get like half it paid for and i was like I just paid for it and I was like, oh, I was like, lads, why'd you tell me this now? But look, that's <laughs> that's around for another story. Uh, Paul, thank you very much for having the podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, to good. everyone listening, hope you enjoyed that. All of your, all Paul's uh, links and all that stuff will be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed and uh, we'll see you next week.